Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the PR Style Guide podcast. Robin and I are excited and thrilled that you are part of this journey and community with us. So as we get started today, we want to give you a couple of things that we would love for you to do. First is to rate and review the show. We've been out for a couple of months now. We love hearing the organic feedback, but we would love to actually have you rate and review. So wherever you listen to podcasts, please drop us a comment or drop us a review and also reach out to us. You can find us on social media, DM us, but we would love to hear your questions that you have. We would love to answer them on the show, but also any recommendations that you have of phenomenal PR and comms people who should be guests on here on the PR Style Guide podcast. So with that being said, we are jumping into another episode and I'm going to throw it over to Robin. And I do have to say, I'm excited that Robin and I are back together. We had a couple episodes where we were solo, um, each interviewing people, but I'm so grateful to be back with her. And I'm going to throw it over to her to introduce our guest for today. I'm excited that we are back together as well with the holidays, travel, different family responsibilities and professional responsibilities. I have been away from my girl, Danielle, for way too long. So this is exciting. And tonight we have a great guest. Um, Shannon Augustus serves as press secretary of the League of Women Voters of the United States where she is responsible for the League's press outreach and media requests. Prior to joining the League, Shannon served as strategic marketing manager for a state government affairs firm. There, she led the firm's strategic marketing, communications, and brand messaging. Shannon's professional career started in the the television industry, where she worked at C-SPAN for several years as a producer, Her stints included coverage of the White House and multiple presidential elections. She also held roles on C-SPAN's marketing and communications team for the C-SPAN bus program. In that role, Shannon served as spokesman, spokeswoman, and was tasked with the network's corporate and community relations activities. Shannon is a native of the Washington, D.C. area, yay, and earned her Bachelor of Arts degree in journalism from the University of Maryland. Shannon, welcome. Yay, thanks for having me, and go Terps. Yes, (laughs) I know you were a Terps girl, love that. Yes. Awesome. Well, again, Shannon, welcome. So we're going to dive in. Tell us, when did you first fall in love with communications? Wow. You know what? This is such a great question. Um, I think the first time, like the very first time I fell in love with communications, media, journalism as a whole, when I was gosh, probably like five years old, um, I would see my dad read the newspaper every day. And he was just reading it with such, you know, concentration. And I was just like, oh, wow, like whatever he's reading, like I want some of that. And, you know, I'm like trying to read the paper with my dad. I like have the paper. I don't probably don't know what I'm reading, but I just saw how the paper and the news, the media was so important. And even watching like the nightly news and watching the, you know, the news in the morning. And I just felt like, that's where that's where I want to be. I want to be in that bucket. And so from then on, you know, studied journalism and communications at, at the University of Maryland and kind of, you know, really 
try a lot of different things in the PR communications realm. And um, now I'm landing as, you know, press secretary and director of media relations at the league. So doing a lot of great things. But I want to say the very first time I fell in love with it was when I was a little kid. So tell us about your work with the League of Women Voters. Um, what, what, First of all, what is the League of Women Voters? What do you all do? What's your mission? Um, and what do you specifically do with them? Yes. So let me tell you all about the League. So the League is actually 103 years old. Isn't that crazy? So it is one of the oldest voting rights organizations in the country. So we were um, born out of the suffrage movement um, in 1920. So um, the League actually started as a mighty political experiment for women who just won their right to vote, right, to help empower them to like, you know, help them with this new right that they had of, of voting. And so now, since then, we've evolved empowering all voters across the country and, you know, defending this democracy to ensure that everybody is equally represented um, through voting. So we do that through advocacy, um, fighting for voting rights legislation that, you know, expands voting rights. Um, we do it through voter education with Vote 411. That's like all of all of the state-specific voting information in every state is on our website on vote411.org. So if you're like, how do I vote in Maryland? Just go to the website, click Maryland, you'll find out. Over in Virginia, you do the same thing. And then also, you know, we do that through litigation as well. I mean, there's sometimes there's some states that do some things that aren't too good for voting rights. So we gotta we gotta check them. So we do some litigation work as well. So it's a little bit of everything. I've been with the organization since uh, December of 2021. Started off as press secretary, got promoted. So now I'm also director of media relations as well. So Robin pretty much said it all. Um, so doing a lot of press outreach, a lot of media outreach, but also a lot of external communications. I do a lot of um, executive communications. I'm writing speeches, talking points, you know, drafting press releases, sending out the press releases, sending out pitches, doing one pagers, doing it all. Um, and it's sometimes it's like, oh, it's so crazy, but there's never a dull moment. Every day is different and I get to really explore and have some fun. Speaking of every day being different, <laughs> you just got back from New Hampshire yes. for the presidential primary. So tell us about that. How was that experience? Cold. Um, <laughs> I joke. Um, I say it was cold, but it was actually, everyone was saying it was quite mild for New Hampshire. I was just like, okay, but I'm cold. I'm bundled up with like a scarf and my thick, heavy coat. And, um, it was actually really cool. So um, I was there along with um, our chief counsel and some of our partners with the National Election Crisis Task Force. And so we were there to monitor polling locations to make sure that voters had, you know, all the information that they needed to vote, had all the access to vote, making sure polling locations had ballots and all the right equipment and just making sure that things were running smoothly for the New Hampshire primary. As you know, the New Hampshire primary gets all the news and all the news coverage, right? But we're really focused on the voter and making sure that they have all the opportunities that they, you know, that they can to make their voices heard. So that's what we're there for. So cool. 
I just want to say I love <laughs> your enthusiasm and excitement about is that you've been in the field for a while, but you like I get to write press releases and one pagers and like you <laughs> So excited. And I just love that. So um, that I feel like you're definitely in your sweet spot, you know, for you to still have that vigor um, after all this time. So I just want to mention that. Sometimes I have vigor. Sometimes I'm tired. But um, I think it's the mission that I'm really feeling empowered about and really about helping voters and especially, you know, people in underrepresented communities who often feel like, their voice doesn't matter, but to really make sure that they have, and everybody has the equal and fair opportunity to make their voices heard. So love that. That's oh. really cool and important work, Shannon. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. We try, we try. <laughs> All right. So Shannon, you've had the opportunity to spend a lot of time at the White House as a producer for C-SPAN. So what was that like? And who are some of the most interesting people that you've met? Oh, my gosh. It was such a blast. Um, so, yeah, I was the C-SPAN White House producer. And so basically that means I was running around the White House from one room to the next, um, trying to make sure that we had the best coverage of what was going on and really kind of telling the story of what the day was looking like at the White House that day. And as you know, um, things at the White House can change differently. Sometimes it's a press conference. Sometimes it's a Medal of Honor ceremony. Sometimes it's a special guest that you didn't even know was supposed to be there and you just happen to see them. So <clears throat> I think some of the most fun times I was um, at the White House, I saw Kerry Washington at the correspondence dinner. So that was like right in the you know height of scandal. So I was super excited to see her because I was like, oh, gosh. Um, so that was super cool. And also um, seeing the Pope, the Pope visited the White House and I was actually there. And I remember, gosh, it was such a long day. I think the end time, which is the, the time that you're supposed to start your day at work, um, was 4 a.m. that day. 4 a.m. And I remember being like, oh my gosh, this is going to be like so long. And I was telling my mom, my mom's like, girl, you're at the White House today. Like you're seeing the Pope. Like this is a big deal. I don't care how many hours it is. I'm like, good point. Um, but seeing the Pope and seeing all the people who came out to see him and to see him speak um, and then to see him drive, and, drive off in the Pope mobile was just awesome. It's one of those memories I will always remember. The Pope so do mobile. you miss working? At, uh, no, the Pope Mobile. Didn't know that was the thing. <laughs> yeah, he was like um, driving around his little car. It was really cool. And I love Kerry Washington. And um, I was a huge Scandal fan. So I know that was cool. She's one of my favorite actresses. Hmm. I love her. I love her so much. But it was really cool. And then also what was cool about covering the White House, the state dinners. So... I mean, as a you know person that's working, of course, I wasn't invited to the state dinner, so I wasn't like eating or anything like that. But um, they would let the press come in and you know take pictures, do video, and you could see like the speeches and the toasts, and you could see like some celebrities. Sometimes you see the back of their heads. And I remember, I believe, like Mary J. Blige like performed one year, and I got to see like a snippet of her. I was really far in the back, but it was still really, really cool. So covering all those events were, were always fun, but. I definitely got my steps in, in that job. Cause I was running back and forth. <laughs> I love that. 
Do you miss working in news? I do. I do. And, but I'm, I'm kind of like news adjacent now. It's really interesting because as press secretary, you know, breaking news sometimes happens and I'm like, oh, I got to work on a statement so I can like pitch this to the news. So I kind of feel like um, I'm in a kind of a cool advantage because from like being the press before, um, I kind of know what press wants, right? I know how to pitch the press because I've been pitched before and I know what I didn't like. I know, you know, when people would send me an email and I'm like, do you even, did you even Google me? Like, did you even know like what, like, why are you sending me like fashion things when I like cover politics? You know what I mean? So I understand like you need to have a personalized pitch and you need to, you know, make sure that whoever you're, you know, reaching out to is their, you know, topic that they, that they, you know, work on. So I do miss it, but I do feel like I kind of get a little bit of it when I'm pitching reporters and um, really trying to share the, the league story in any way that I can. The best of both worlds. Yes, that's what I would like to say. Best of both worlds. So Shannon, I have to go back and ask you, were you serious when you said people may pitch you fashion stuff and you're in politics? Like, is that oh, really a thing? Like I got ev- like all the things. Like it just, it just, <laughs> didn't even matter. And it wasn't because, you know, someone was like, oh, I'm going to, you know, email Shannon. It was probably just, they saw my email, saw that I worked somewhere with the .org at the end and just sent me and probably 500 other reporters the same email and the same pitch or the same press release. That's probably what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was probably just a reporter being like, I'm just going to send it to all these, you know, all these people and somebody's going to buy it. And then I would open the email. I'm like, this isn't even catered to what I do, but okay. (laughs) So being on the other side of that, you know, when I'm trying to, you know, pitch reporters, whether I know them or not, whether they're a friend of mine or not, I'm not going to send you something that's not going to be worth your while. Like I need to, my job is to make sure I send you a strong angle and a strong pitch so that, I can help them do their job. But if I'm just sending sending you anything, that doesn't help anybody. It's a waste of time. But you'll be surprised. No. <laughs> no to the newbies in this business. Do not do that. Yes. I know it's easy to just pull a list of, we've all done it, you know, especially when you're starting out, you pull the list from with whatever um, software or program that you're using, to find media sources and you just want to send everybody that list. And it is a big rookie move. <laughs> it is. And, you know, sometimes, like you said, Robin, it's like the software and you're just sending out press releases. But when you're really doing those personal pitches, like really make sure you study who you're sending the email to. Um, and don't send anything too long. Don't send long pitches either. You know, don't, don't have super long paragraphs of, you know, of, of what you want them to do. Just give them the bullet points, right? Reporters are busy. Like we all know that reporters are busy. So just give them the bullet points, give them the strong angle and cross your fingers that you got a good story coming. Absolutely. So we, I mentioned fashion because you said you mentioned somebody sent you 
that's something about fashion. I just think it's hilarious that you work in politics and they sent you something about fashion. But anyway, what is one fashion staple for you, Shannon, being a woman in this industry? Oh my gosh. So I am not a fashionista at all. Hence why I made that comment. Um, but one thing <laughs> is okay. It's kind of cheesy, but I always make sure I have exercise clothes or workout clothes or some sort of athleisure with me at all times. So I am like, you're like Lululemon girly. <laughs> when I'm like in my, like going to the office and I have like my backpack, like there's like sneakers, there's a sports bra, there's leggings, there's a sweatshirt because I will not miss a workout. Like I like work is busy, but I need to find a way to like de-stress. And so exercising and working out, that's kind of my way to kind of bring it all down and like kind of chill out. So I always have something like that. So it's not like a fashion item, but it is a brand. So hopefully that helps. But I always have some sort of like legging or something because I'm going to turn this day into a workout, whether that means I got to throw on my shoes and walk around the block a couple times to de-stress. Or if I'm flying, going to New Hampshire and I'm delayed at the airport, I'm walking back and forth, trying to find a gym and a hotel if I'm working. But I definitely try to make sure because as professionals comes professionals, we know that, you know, this stuff gets heavy. It gets heavy. We get busy. Um, comms people often wear a lot of hats, you know, and we do it all sometimes. And I think when you're not in the profession, it just, oh, it sounds easy. You're just doing a press release. Oh, how hard can that be? Or you're writing a speech for someone. Oh, that's probably simple. And you're like, no. Do you know how many hours it takes to like think through all those things or even... um you know, drafting a social media message or, a, a you know, something on X or on Instagram, like that a lot of thought goes into that. And you want to really make sure that you're choosing the right language and making sure you're really telling the story the way it should be told, you know, because there's so many ways to do it. So long story short, your girl likes to work out and she's always having some leggings and some sneakers with her at all times. So that's my fashion uh, my piece of fashion that I always bring with me that I, that I must have in order to do my job, I would I say. I love that sneakers have become such a <laughs> it item within a women's fashion now because so both true. of you all know that I'm not a big heels girl, you know. I'll wear a heel every now and then, but you are most likely going to see me in some cute flats. And I've started to incorporate way more sneakers into my wardrobe. And I am loving that that's like a norm now um, to, to see ladies with a, a suit or a dress on with a pair of sneakers. I'm here for because it was so growing up for me, it was essentially kind of frowned upon. You just didn't do it yep. in the profession setting. And so I never really owned a lot of sneakers. Um, my mom and grandma, they, you know, would take me shopping and it wasn't something that they assumed. Sneakers were for gym class. Exactly. <laughs> um, but now it's, it's okay to incorporate that into your everyday wardrobe and I'm here for it. You know, it's so true. And as a commuter, when you're on the, you know, train, you know, I'm like, oh no, I'm not wearing heels. 
who was the person, Shannon, in the past who was wearing heels? I tried to wear heels after the pandemic and I was literally walking like a baby deer. (laughs) You know what? This isn't the look. This isn't the look. You were Bambi. I was literally Bambi. And I remember my my coworkers were like, oh my gosh, your shoes are so cute. And I'm like, but my foot is numb. I can't feel my foot. I don't think it's worth it. So (laughs) I did try, Robin. I did try to wear some heels coming back into the office thinking I was being cute. And I said, oh no, no. But where are your Reeboks? (laughs) Because you can't do it, girl. You can't do it. I'm totally on the sneaker vibe as well. I used to be a total heels girly. We had two kids and now I'm I'm loving the the sneaker vibe. Still love heels too, oh. but yeah, loving the sneakers. I love the idea of heels. Like I, I like to look at them, but not not wear them anymore. So so two things that I love to know. Um one is there any PR myths that you like to publicly debunk? Um, but also, do you have any crisis communication advice for women who are going into a more serious comms world and those type of things are, are more frequent than not? <laughs> any advice? Yeah. So a couple of things. I think the biggest myth, and I think we might already know the truth, but for those who might not. Um, and you know what? I would say early in my career, I probably thought this too. Um, PR is not just sending out a press release. Like that's that's like one, like 18th of like what PR is all about. Um, I think early in my career, that's what I thought. Like, oh yeah, send out a press release. That's it. You know, but it's so much more than that. It's so much more of the strategic thinking behind everything that you do and the strategy that you have. So, you know, one of the things that, you know, I always say, you press releases aren't always the only type of PR that you should be doing, right? Like PR could be social media, PR could be a blog post, PR could be email marketing campaign. PR could be a a video or a series on on TikTok. Like there are so many different ways um, to tell your story now. And I think sometimes we get stuck thinking like, oh, everything has to be a press release and it has to be sent to, to, you know, all the major cable news in this way, because that's the way it's always been done. And that's not the case at all. And, you know, I know some, there's some reporters who don't even want your press release. They just want you to like, like I said earlier, just send them the bullet points and then they'll get back to you when they can. So one of the big you know, myths is don't need a press release for everything. So that's one. And that two, PR is this big umbrella of different communication strategies. And it's our job to figure out which one is best for each scenario, because each scenario is different. Sometimes a blog post is the right move. Sometimes it's organizing a rally. Sometimes it's organizing a press conference. Sometimes it's none of that stuff. Um, but it's it's really the the strategic thinking behind it and and which way to go. So that's much harder, I feel like, than I'm explaining it. But that's one of the two myths. And then for crisis communications, I, I know for me, like best practices, 
And this sounds, I'm not trying to cheapen it at all, but just to take a breath, right? I think sometimes when a crisis emerges, even if it's just a little tiny one, um, we have a tendency to just panic, like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? Blah, 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 blah. And like, that's fine. Like, get all your worries like out on paper, <laughs> you know, like write down, like, what are you concerned about? Um, and then try to address each thing, but don't like try to look at it in different like pieces and in different ways like that. Like, don't look at it as this big, scary monster crisis, because if you do, you'll freak out. And you'll probably send an unnecessary press release that you didn't need to send out. So always take your time, take a breath, and figure out all the layers that need to be figured out. And then just deal with them one at a time. That's That has worked for me. It's always... It's always different. You know, there's different. I mean, we have 700 and over 750 state and local league of women voters. So we have leagues of women voters all across the country. So, you know, we're not shy from crisis communications of some sort, um, especially in an election year. But um, just realizing who are you working for and remembering your mission um, definitely helps with that. So if we're we're the legal women voters. We are like we are working for the voter and just remembering that. Like what does the voter need to know? And so if you have that clear picture, then that helps you along your strategy. So just take your time. Don't worry. Don't feel like you have to like send something out really quickly. It's okay to be measured. Um don't get the pressure, you know. Sometimes, you know, executive staff is like but you know, you're the comms professional, you know, right? So definitely take your time, be measured, be accurate. And however long that takes, you know, let it happen, let it flow organically. I hope that was helpful. No, that was great. I love that. That was a good reminder, not just for crisis communication, but for a lot of things, just breathe. Yeah. <laughs> like just by you simple. saying it, I mm. felt like, oh, let me breathe right now. <laughs> <laughs> we all need to breathe. It's 2024. Yeah. It's, you know, and you're right, Robin, it's not just for crisis. It's just for, for everything. We got to remember this is a marathon, right? What do they say? It's not a sprint. And so our career is like, we got to take care of ourselves, you know, whether that's breathing, meditation, going to the gym, um, because all this can be heavy. And, you know, it's important that we take care of ourselves so we can do our best work. Absolutely. That's why I love your Lululemon fashion. Uh, that that's your fashion staple because you are setting the example. Seriously. Trying to. Trying to. I also eat a lot, so it kind of like counterbalances. <laughs> Well, I love that you have a strategy for that. Okay. You bring see, see. <laughs> I love it. Comms professionals always thinking, right? <laughs> exactly. So Shannon, what PR or comms or marketing books or resources, a lot of things there, would you recommend to an industry newbie? Ooh, there's so many. Okay. Um, honestly. I feel like a lot of the skills are more transferable than you might think. Um, I've heard people say, well, I can't be in 
PR and comps. I don't have a journalism degree or I don't have a communications degree. You don't need all that. I mean, it's great if you do. Okay. It's like, it's like icing on the cake, but it's not necessary. I think learning how to write, uh, whether that's creatively or technically or however, just learning how to write and to tell a story because you're basically a storyteller um, is your best, um, best way to go. Um, Public speaking, it's always a good thing to have, whether that's something I'm probably dating myself, but like toast is a Toastmasters where you like go to the volunteer. I used to go to Toastmasters when events and listen to people speak and like critique them. And they're like, are you even in this group? And I'm like, no, I'm a child. Um, <laughs> going to Toastmasters, um, listening to other people speak. Um, if you hear a speech that's really, um, captivating to you figure out why like what words did they use um that drew your attention and not saying that you want to copy but find your own writing style i i know social media and technology is constantly changing so if you can take classes uh, on canva or anything like that um, making graphics for social media um learning that type of marketing writing email all that type of stuff i would say are good places to start. And again, wherever you land, all the skills are pretty transferable. So if you find that, oh, you know, I love, you know, brand marketing, even if you love brand marketing, you could still use that for social media. You could still use that for someone's speech maybe, but just, you know, shifting it around. So it's all about using what you already have and, and just kind of working with, you know, what you got. That's all great advice. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah, I was curious to know what is the percentage of people who work in PR who actually don't have a communications or journalism degree? I'll be curious to know the percentage. Yes. I'm actually one of them. I don't have a communications or journalism degree. My degree is in psychology and my master's is in organizational management and development, but I work in comms. See, and I bet they are better off with all your experience with that, I mean, you bring so much experience that I wouldn't necessarily even have a clue about, but you have that in your head already. So I know that probably helps shape what you do and how you write. So I'm telling you, like, we all have something. So, you know, I, I know sometimes when you're just graduating or can't find a job and you're like, well, what, what am I going to do? Like, you have it in you. You just got to be patient and you'll find your way. And sometimes finding your way is just trying a lot of different things and just seeing what you like the best. Thank you, Shannon. We are going to go into our lightning rounds. Ooh, okay. I'm nervous. <laughs> We're going to ask you a series of questions that um, we'd love to, to know what your preference is on. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Whatever comes to the top of your mind first. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> Coffee or tea? Coffee. Okay. Mac or PC? <laughs> I want to say Mac, but I'm a PC girly. I'm just like the old millennial in me. I'm like, I need to know where Windows is. Help me. <laughs> Senior millennial over here. Nothing wrong with that phrase. I hadn't thought about that. Senior millennial. I guess that would yeah. be me too. I've heard okay. that 
I love that. I'm turning 40 this year, so senior millennial. Okay, so I, I guess I'm a senior millennial as well. <laughs> um, early bird or night owl? Early bird. I cannot stay up to save my life. I'm not even fun to binge watch shows with because I get tired, I get sleepy, but um, I'm a, I'm an early bird and I'm trying to actually get up even earlier now because I want to establish more of a morning routine. So I'm trying, <laughs> but morning, morning for sure. I'm with you. Mm. All right. Spring or fall? Ooh, fall. I love fall. So I love fall leaves because I like to go hike and see the leaves and take pictures on Instagram. So yeah, I'm I'm into fall. I'm like hallelujah. And I have like my like boots. Like I'm so corny during the fall. Like it's like it's kind of sickening. I'm like, where's the maple syrup? I want my apple cider donuts. <laughs> I want to wear a scarf. Like like I it's like not even cold and I got a scarf on. Like I am fall is fall is my jam. <laughs> Beach or mountains? Robin, you know the answer to that. Mountains. I know. know. Oh my gosh. Mountains. I love the idea of water, but I don't want to get in it. I just want to like look at it. But um, (laughs) I'm like, no, but I'm not getting my hair frizzy. No, it's we're good. We're good looking at it from afar. But mountains, yes. (laughs) That part with the not hair wet. I'm here for that. All right, See? black black suit or blue suit? Ooh, blue. I, I love neutrals. And I feel, I mean, but black and blue, they're both neutrals. But I would say blue. Navy blue was once one of my favorite colors. Instagram or Facebook? <laughs> Probably Instagram. I mean, I'm a senior millennial, but I'm not that senior. So <laughs> Instagram, <laughs> but you know, I do uh, like to reach out to some family members on Facebook, uh, but Instagram for sure. It's real on the Facebook. <laughs> Facebook. Oh my gosh, I remember when it was just like college only, and it was the fate, and it was like my college email address. Oh, I'm feeling pretty old, right? <laughs> yep, same here. <laughs> Twitter. X or TikTok? Ooh, is there like a neither? Um, we could do so I feel like I want to be like the TikTok first, but I'm just, I feel like I aged out. Um, and X, <laughs> I'm like trying. Um, so maybe I'm leaning toward X, um, but I'm, I haven't, I haven't downloaded Twitter, um, uh, TikTok. So X. Samantha Jones or Olivia Pope? I think I know the answer to this. Her power suits and the walk and the heels and the hair. Olivia Pope, all the way. It was the coats for me. Oh, my gosh. She had the best coats on Scandal. And I I love coats. Love outerwear. And stunning coats. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So pretty. 100% agree. Washington Post or New York Times? Ooh, Washington Post, you know, my my local paper. I know I say that like it's a local paper, but yeah, I'm from this area. Washington Post wins. Extrovert or introvert? You know, since the pandemic, it's kind of like shifted a little bit. 
I think I'm naturally an extrovert, but now I've learned like quiet time is just as important as outgoing time. So I'm trying to, you know, find more balance in that, but extrovert, I think. And you're newly married, so yes. So you're probably spending more time at home and not out as much. Not that you can't be out and about with the girlies, but um, gotta spend time with new hubby. Yes, gotta spend time with him and the cat. So yeah, it's like it's like comfortable. Like I love being home now, Um, but I I do value. Um, and even having, you know, a spouse too, it's like, I do value that alone time to like read and like drink some coffee and just make sure you can have that time to center. That's important too. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. <laughs> All right. Heels, flats, or tennis shoes? <laughs> well, <laughs> we know this one too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's going to be tennis shoes, right? But right. I did just order some like black flats. So, I mean, I'm, I'm crossing into (laughs) like, at least like looking a little bit cuter, but they are flats and I heard they were comfortable. So I'm excited to check them out. Um, Nordstrom, come on, I'm waiting. Um, (laughs) a couple more days for my shipment, but probably, probably tennis shoes and probably running shoes at that. Shannon, thank you so much for joining us. This has been a pleasure chatting with you and getting caught up on what's going on in your world. Oh my gosh, it was a blast. Please have me back anytime. You guys are so much fun. We'd love to. Yes, thank you so much. All right, so we are at the end of our episode again. We would love for you all to stay connected with us. Follow us on social media. You can stay connected with, we post about jobs that are happening. I give you guys inspirational quotes. Um, So again, please connect with us. And until next time, we will see you for the next episode of the PR Style Guide Podcast.